I'm Angus Ferguson, and welcome to the new PropTech Insider podcast from Domain Agent Solutions. PropTech Insider is a weekly podcast where we deep dive into the rapidly evolving world of PropTech and interview leaders about their journey into PropTech and the greatest insights into scaling. Today, we have Dean Mackey on the podcast. Dean Mackey is the CEO of Die Jones, and in our interview, we'll deep dive into about change management and about the indicators to look out for when choosing the right PropTech partner. Today, we're here with Dean Mackey joining us on the PropTech Insider podcast, and we're discussing the importance of implementation of scale. Dean Mackey is the CEO of Die Jones and is arguably one of the top leaders in real estate across Australia. Dean, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Angus. Thanks for having me. No problem. Well, to kick things off, just tell us a little bit about your journey in real estate and where you, how you got to where you are today. Well, mate, I sort of started pretty humbly in Wagga um, more than 15 years ago, um, but predominantly my background's uh, non-real estate. It's actually working for some big big firms like Coca-Cola, Mars, Nestle, a lot of MCG firms, uh, and those firms actually operate a lot on scale, big, quite big businesses. So when I got into real estate, it was a bit of a shock, yeah. uh, to say the least. A step backwards, you might say. Uh, just a significant opportunity, let's say, let's put it that way, mm. um, because um, most real estate firms, and still today, if I think about 15 years, there's lots changed. But the structure of real estate is still remain largely the same, and that means what I mean by that is it's still quite um, solo based, quite fragmented, uh, and is really struggling to come to terms with how does it scale and how does it really get a single view of the customer. Yeah, so let's talk about that. You've been in real estate for fifteen years. Started out in Wagga, you moved to the Upper North Shore. What, what's, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen over the last 15 years in real estate? Well, oh, there's, there's a lot. Um, you know, I think when I got into it, we're still selling paper-based advertising and classified ads, right? So um, think about what's changed in that time frame. It's, it's a lot. And I still remember um, coming into the Lower North Shore and, and running that business and, and, and really struggling to get agents to come to terms with just you know, selling internet advertising. Um, so, you know, what, what's changed in the last five years has been quite significant. I, and I guess what it'll look like in five years, is who, who knows? But, um, you know, what, I guess what has changed is, is the expectation of the customer. So if we get right back to it, everything we do in real estate is about how do we satisfy a customer? So what, what has changed in that time? A lot. The customer's expectations of how they operate and what they do has changed. And if you think about, um, well, the big, the big driver's been internet, right? And mobile phones and all those things have actually meant that the consumer can get to ser- products and services so much much easier than they could before at a, at, a, at a much different price point. And they have an expectation based upon those experiences, uh, you know, be able to do things easily, sort of two c- clicks and a swipe almost, um, to get what they want. And if, and if they're not getting that, then they're ending up quite disappointed. So so I, I've really seen um, you know, the customer's desire for transparency, um, a lot less friction, but, but importantly, responsiveness um, is, is a big one. I think um, the, the truth is, is, I think happiness is a function of responsiveness these days. And if a customer's not getting that high level of responsiveness and transparency at any time of the day that they want it, you know, in sort of whatever channel they want it, then uh, they, they might be unhappy. So, you know, trying to get across to the customer that, that wow, wow, we, you know, we, we get you and we're listening, I think has been a, a difficult thing for most real estate firms. Yeah. And I guess um, as a part of doing all these different pieces of change inside of your business, you've obviously seen a large evolution over that time. What are some of the things that you do to make sure that change management is managed effectively, both internally and managing those key stakeholders from agent to admin to office owners to, to your business partners? How do you effectively go about getting them on board for that vision piece of how you're going to push this business into the future? Angus, I think um, change management's a pretty scary 
concept for a lot of people because not many people like change. Let's, 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 let's be honest about it. And a lot of change that happens in most of our organisations is often incremental and I think a little bit meaningless. It's change for change's sake. It's, you know, and I've always had a view that the benefit of change has to outweigh the pain of it. And sometimes it's very difficult to understand the benefit in the process of change itself because the benefits don't happen for somewhere off into the future. And everyone's so short-term minded that the, the truth is, is to say, well, forget change. Um, how do we make meaningful progress? So let's get rid of the word change and focus on how do we progress in a meaningful way. So not, not an illusion of change, but meaningful progress, I think, is really important. And to do that, again, I think we come back to the consumer. What does the consumer want? And what's our vision? What are we driving for? And what are we, what's, what's our why? Because if we don't understand our purpose or our why, change on the how and what can get bogged down in the detail and then nothing really happens and there's a lot of resistance and there's a lot of fear. I'm, I'm seeing that now in our business. I'm seeing a lot of resistance to some of the initiatives we're putting in place because of fear or lack of understanding because we don't understand the immediate benefit. So can you give us a couple of examples of that over the last, say, 12 months? Sure. Well, look, for us at Die Jones, our business is, is set up where we have a single operating platform. We have all everyone in one, in one database. Our, our, our ecosystem is, is, is all one, and we're operating on a, on a business with a shared services model. So we, we actually have um, a high level of consistency uh, and effectiveness across our market. And as part of that process, to get everybody operating on a sim- single platform in a single way is not always easy. So that requires a fair amount of conversation with people to, to help them understand why. Why are we doing this? Why is this important for the brand? Why is this important for the consumer? What will be the benefit for them long term? And be able to demonstrate that. So I'm seeing a lot of, you know, it's a sort of death by prop tech too at the moment, <laughs> Angus. Mm. You know, there's so many bits of technology coming along and, and so many ways in which an agent has having to change and how they operate and what they do and let go of some of the things that they've had in the past. And sometimes they're not seeing the immediate benefit of that. And so, so that's probably one of the biggest, biggest challenges we have right now. Yeah, and look, it's a really interesting point. So if you look across Australia at the moment, there's over 250 prop tech providers. Majority of those have come into the industry over the last five years. So that's, that's pretty, that's a pretty big number. So if you think about that as a business owner, you're probably getting every single day new prop tech providers coming into your business, telling you you've got the silver bullet for how you're going to be set up for success and they're going to change the way that you guys operate internally. How do you kind of filter through that? How do you determine what's a good partner and, and who's not? Well, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to consider in that in that question, right? Because everyone's you are right coming at it from a different angle, and everyone's trying to solve a very small, thin wedge of the whole process. So, I think understanding uh, again, you know, what is it that you're trying to achieve, and having a vision around that. I think also being clear about what problem that bit of proc tech solves. So what is it solving? Is it actually solving something meaningful for the customer or is it not? Um, is, is it solving a, a problem for us internally around how we operate for efficiency? Um, you've got to understand what is the benefit of it. And I think there's a whole unlearning and relearning that needs to go on around uh, and, and I think my message for most agencies out there would be to really understand what does the technology do. Um, I, th- I think it's a lack of understanding around what stuff does and, and how it's going to contribute to giving a better outcome for the customer and a better outcome for your agency is is the biggest challenge. And, and, and I think that m- most real estate agents, if we think about areas of, of expertise, most principals are, are real estate agents who are good at selling real estate who might not really understand how things work. And it's not just technology. AI is the big, the big conversation at the moment and understanding, well, what does that actually mean? What does it do? How does it benefit the customer? And, and, and I think the, 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 to, to, honest, to make decisions, you've got to have an, an education around things. You've got to understand how they fit in. You've got to understand... You know, how, how is it going to potentially – we'll give us an example. If a bit of technology does not talk to another piece of technology, then why would you do it? 
You know, all you're doing is creating another um, bit of tech for an agent to log in or out of that doesn't sort of, you know, operate seamlessly. So one of the things that we do look at is, does this piece of technology talk to everything else? Does it have the right API integrations so it can solve a bigger problem? Also, um, I think, uh, Angus, we've realised we have to bring in experts into our business. So we've got a, a head of MarTech in our business at the moment who's driving marketing and technology, and we're then building out from there to understand how do, how do digital experience platforms work? Um, how, you know, what sort of uh, analytics do we need to have in the business to help us make better decisions or generate leads for an agent? So, so understanding what you're trying, the problem you're trying to solve first and working backwards is, is the key. And how big does a party play in that? And what I'm getting from you is, You've got to find a piece of technology that's going to solve a problem for you. Now, they might not be there yet. How important is it, is it to you to find those people that you think you've got to be able to execute with you and go on that journey? Because you've obviously got a big vision of where you want Digerns to be in five and ten years' time from now. How much does that play a role in the decision that you make? A lot, actually. Um, we, we've actually spent a lot of time with some tech providers that we believe that where they're aspiring to be will solve a problem and make things a lot better. And in fact, we've spent a lot of time and money and effort um, in our own resources working along a lo- alongside those providers and helping them actually build that product out because we believe on what in what it's going to do. And so that's part of the frustration. I think that's part of the issue for a lot of agencies and agents in my business at the moment. They see us working on a lot of stuff, but sometimes the um, implementation of the, of the initiative itself uh, is limited by the product provider's ability to scale quickly, to integrate with other providers, um, and also build out their, their development timeframe. So there's, there's a promise of something great, but ultimately, and, and that promise could be, you know, starts today, but it might not get delivered for 12 months. And there's a lot of hard work that needs to happen in the background to actually get there. So so I think believing in that, in that business's vision and understanding what does it do, making sure that they've got funding and making sure that they're, you know, they've got the right people in their team to deliver on the promise is crucial. Yeah, and I think um, if I think back, might have been nearly five years ago now when Nick Dowling introduced us to each other. I was running Real Time Agent at the time and we came up and seen you and I explained the concept of what we were doing and, and what you did is you actually put us in touch with the right people inside of your business to develop the product. So you could clearly see that we weren't there yet but you bought into the concept of where we were trying to get to. And I think from a prop tech provider's opinion, you know, that was a really strong um, value for us to be actually start and pivot into that market so that we could get successful in New South Wales and, and make sure that we were successful as well. So that's where we really come back to and say, well, let's not be a service provider of the industry. Let's actually be a partner to you. Let's figure out how to solve problems together as well. And um, that's kind of what we're working I think it's on. important. I yeah. think it's crucial. Uh, and, and I commend you for that. And I think that, that partnering is, is really important and collaborating. The industry needs a lot more partnerships and collaboration than what, than what it ever has if it's going to succeed in what it wants to deliver for the ultimate customer. And, and I find a lot of prop tech providers – some of them may have come from inside the industry, but many of them haven't. Uh, and there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, aspirational dreams around what we're trying to achieve. And, 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 but, but at the end, end of the day, rubber hits the road when you put it inside a business. So we've been willing to test and trial a number of things, and sometimes they haven't worked. And there's been lots of frustration and lots of dead ends and all that sort of stuff, but it's all part of the journey. It's about us also uh, unlearning and relearning and becoming a, a involved in the process, not being at the effect of it. Yeah. Well, uh, Dean, we always ask two critical questions before we close out every oh, no. podcast. Here we, Here we go. So firstly, tell us how you define success. Jeez, that's a good question. Um, I think success really comes down to what are those things that are most important to you and what are those things that make you most happy and make your heart sing. So I, th- I think of success as, uh, as those things. And I, 
um, some of the most you know things I've, I think about success in our business, and some of the things that have made me happy, most happy, is seeing somebody who has hope and dreams in their eyes, and actually help, and actually facilitating their success and helping them achieve more than they've ever achieved. And in, in doing so, that does the same for me. But ultimately, um, we spend a lot of time in our business on life on purpose, i.e., being better human beings and making sure we're actually getting the things that are important to us in in our life. So for me, success. Is uh, it's it's sort of a feeling where where it's not defined by outcomes, it's not defined by achievement because I think achievement's quite hollow. Achievement is just well, okay, I got there, I achieved it. Um, it that, that's not success. I think we we give ourselves this illusion that achievement creates success, and it might for some, and it might not. But for me, it's about it. Is is my is my being vibrating at the level that it needs to be? Uh, that I know that I'm on purpose. And Dean, finally, now this might be a bit of a tough question for you, as you are one of the thought leaders across the whole country, but. What is one thing you're going to start, stop, and continue for this year? Well, the big thing we're about to start is investing in a digital experience platform. Uh, I didn't know much about digital experience platforms, um, but in the constant search for, for learning, um, we've realised that's going to be a crucial part of our of our architecture going forward. In fact, it'll drive a lot of the decision-making we, we have in our business because that's about how do we enable uh, a better experience for the customer through the use of technology, uh, and 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 in doing so, enable our agents to have more time to spend with the customer, to have more meaningful conversations. So that's really important to us. Um, you know, in terms of stop, um, I think anything that, that that doesn't enable our agents to be more productive, um, anything that doesn't, um, we, we won't be doing anything where our, our ecosystem doesn't talk to each other. So it's about, you know. Um, you know, we we need all of the data, all the, all, the, all the dots to join, so to speak. So, so we won't be doing anything that that, that um, gets in the way of that. Uh, and I guess if if I think about continue, um, we've work, been working really, really hard on our on our on our data strategy. So we really want to continue to double down on that. Um, we're going to continue to expand uh, and 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 deliver again, sort of centralised services. So uh, we, what we mean by that is, in the real estate industry, running in a silo means you're running a lot of duplication. So what we've been doing is stripping out a lot of that 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 duplication at, at our office level and centralising those resources. So everyone gets the benefit of scale. Everyone gets the benefit of of, of efficiency, um, and so that the agents and the principals in those offices can actually focus on doing what they do best, and that's actually listing and selling property. So, so I think we're going to continue that. But equally, we, we want to double down also on our commitment to helping our agents be better than what they are and helping them uh, be successful. And I did say that was the last question, but I will ask you this question. How do you define service lines and how are you thinking about that? Because I think that for yeah. you guys and the scale that you guys are at from your business is very different to maybe a single operator. Sure. I think with scale comes opportunity, clearly, uh, to open up different service lines. And and clearly, the customer um, uh, comes to us and they might be talking to us about listing or selling a property or they might be talking to us about leasing, all, all those things. But to me, a service line is anything that we can deliver to the customer that adds value. And the more things that we add value to the customer, the more chances the customer is going to be happy and want to stay with us and our brand and our people. So, so for me, I sort of look at it as sort of anything connected to real estate and how do we make it easier for them to access those services and deliver to them in whichever format they want. And it doesn't always mean that the agent needs to deliver that, but the agent comes in comes to us for a reason and, and we have an ecosystem that can support them on many fronts and we'll be looking at all of those opportunities. Great. Well, Dean, we're out of time, but what a great way to start the PropTech Insider podcast. I'd really like to thank you for giving up your time this morning and coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the first episode of PropTech Insider. If you'd like to learn more on this topic, visit agentsolutions.com.au. If you enjoyed the topic and you want to hear more exciting content we have in store, please hit subscribe button on the whatever podcast app you use. 
See you next time.